Welcome to Ben Davis Movie Show. I'm your host, Ben Davis, and I'm excited to have a conversation with you about one of my favorite things in the world, movies. Uh, 2022 is behind us, and that means it's time for my top 10 movies of that year. Uh, most people get their list out way sooner than me, but unfortunately, I don't have as much access to all the yearly releases, often having to drive several hours away to check out certain movies. So what I like to do is take the month of January, which is traditionally a, a very slow month for movies, to catch up on all the movies I've missed over the over the year to have as much of an accurate list as possible. I still missed a few, like Babylon, The Whale, I still haven't seen that, Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, Living Until. Uh, but come Oscar time... I will for sure have have seen them. Uh, speaking of, of 2022, what a fantastic year for film. Seriously, at the end of 2021, it felt like movie the movie theater going experience had awakened from its slumber. But it did feel like the movie theater experience had really been changed forever in, in some ways with all the things that went on the past number of years. But in the words of Tom Cruise, as Pete Mitchell, a.k.a. Maverick, maybe so, sir, but not today. With films like Avatar The Way of Water and Top Gun Maverick leading the charge, the 2022 box office was able to bring in around $26 billion, which is a 27% increase to 2021. Now, that's, you know, still down considerably compared to 2019 which had 42.5 billion but it shows that the movie theaters they aren't going anywhere and people love going to the theater and to escape and to see a story told um, given that this year was so so good in my opinion it's made it very difficult to narrow it down to just 10 out of 10 movies because honestly it, 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 it's just such a competitive year um, especially considering all the movies that I've seen but as I've always stated you know before reading uh, down my list I view a top 10 list as a snapshot into a moment it's by no means definitive as all movies are subjective but a really fun practice to have and then look back on to see how I felt in the moment in time and compare it to how I feel you know, later on down the road. Again, this is just my list, and I hope it inspires you to make your own. And In fact, please comment in the comment section below to let me know what your top 10 films are uh, of, of 2022. It's always fun to sit there and look at the differences in opinions, as that's really the beauty of movies. You know, Not all opinions are alike but before we get to our, our top 10 list let me read off five honorable mentions that just didn't cut the list today even though i loved all these films all right and first up on our list of honorable mentions is the unbearable weight of massive talent uh, going into this film i thought to myself that this is either going to be really good or absolutely stupid and i came away 
thinking it was really good, but what shocked me was the sheer amount of heart that this movie had. Not only is it a, a love letter to the great Nick Cage, but a love letter to movies and film fans alike. As a huge film fan, obviously, uh, I really connected with that film or with this film on that level. Yes, it's a ridiculous film that is this weird amalgamation of a parody, a bromance, and a late 90s action thriller, but they somehow managed to make all those things work in perfect Nick Cage-like fashion. Uh, it didn't make the final cut, but I really adore this film, and if you get a chance, and it sounds like something you might be interested in, I highly recommend checking it out. All right, next up we have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. If you were to tell me a year ago that a Puss in Boots movie would come within a cat's whiskers length of making my top 10, I'd call you crazy. Puss in Boots is not only a great addition to the Shrek series, a series which I, I love, by the way, but it's a wonderful film that stands by itself. It's hilarious, it's sweet, perfectly snarky, most of all, it's a wonderful tale about growing older, the anxiety that can call the anxiety that it can cause, and not letting the fear of that control you. But what stood out to me the most about this film is how it explores always trying to find the bright side of your situation and leaning into that instead of letting the negativity rule you and your mindset. Puss in Boots is clearly the best animated film of the year for me, and I'm so excited to see what lies ahead for the world of Far, Far Away. Alright, next up is Banshees of Inishirin. Banshees is one of those films that snuck up on me. While I was watching it, I really enjoyed it, sure, but the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. In fact, the more I loved it. Yes, it's got that wonderful dark sense of humor from Martin McDonough that I, that I love, but what made it keep popping up in my head was what does it mean to be a good person? What happens when relationships fracture and we want to move on? And at what point do we dig our hills in so deep that we start to damage ourselves in order to make a point? Those are themes all explored in this wonderful film. The performances are great, the cinematography is gorgeous, and the writing is incredibly sharp, funny, and really clever. Uh, it didn't crack my top 10 this year, but I could easily see in a world in which, down the road, it does. Alrighty, and next up is The Woman King. This is one of those classic throwback films that reminds me of, of movies like Braveheart and The Patriot. It's a wonderfully directed war epic with incredible performances, heart-pounding action, and a great emotional theme at the core of all of it. Uh, at the heart of this movie is a mother and daughter tale that not only enhances the action, but I found it to be very emotionally effective on a grand scale. I do wish Lashana Lynch was getting more love for this movie as she is just a force in this and, in my opinion, steals the movie. But I digress. Uh, I highly recommend checking this one out if you haven't seen it. It's 
really, really good. Alrighty, and the last film before we get to my official top 10 list, She Said. Um, we've had so many great journalism films over the years. Most recently, uh, Spotlight, uh, which came out and won Best Picture uh, for the year 2015 at the uh, 2016 Oscar ceremony. Um, this is a genre that is a bit of a mixed bag for me with some films feeling quite dull, but she said belongs in the discussion of one of the best in a genre. Uh, this is a very difficult film to sit through in terms of the subject matter and knowing that all these people were taken advantage of in the worst possible ways by a real life monster. Um, in stories like this, there is unfortunately no real justice. You know, no matter what, what happened did in fact happen to these people. And no amount of jail time can make up for that. That's the unfortunate reality we live in. But what I found so compelling is that this movie is very inspiring. Instead of focusing on the awful acts and everything that happened, it focuses on the brave people who came forward with their stories and the brave reporters who shined a spotlight on them and how they got to tell the truth and got the truth out there so that Harvey Weinstein could be held accountable for the giant POS he is. Um, it's a crying shame that this movie isn't getting any love at the Oscars, but if I'm being honest, uh, I'm not surprised, unfortunately. Uh, this is a fantastic film that is, that is available to stream right now. I believe it's on Peacock. Um, if you have the stomach... I highly recommend watching it. Uh, again, I can easily see down the road when I revisit this list, this being on my top 10. All right, now that we've gone over my honorable mentions of the year, let's get into what is currently my top 10 films of 2022. And number 10, Scream. Yes, call me a Scream fanboy all you want, but this movie made my top 10. I think this movie's genius. It's not just a satisfying screen movie, but a film that honors the franchise as well as Wes Craven while simultaneously setting out on its own course. It reinvigorated the franchise in a fresh way that is very vicious, funny, smart, and brutal with its meta-commentary on film and fandom culture alike. Uh, I had high expectations for this film as a lover of the franchise and it absolutely met them i'm so excited for the sequel that's coming in just a few months i cannot believe we're very very close to seeing scream six number nine we have the northman uh, the northman is one of those films that simply lingers for me it's a story we've seen before with it being essentially viking hamlet but the entire vibe of this film is what sets it apart. It's filthy and grimy, but it's got this ethereal quality to it that makes it feel really beautiful. It's a story about perception, the cost of living a life full of violence, and what rage can do to you. Not only that, but it's one of the most testosterone-infused movies I've seen with an ending that feels so incredibly epic 
It's just, it's the most bonkers ending I've ever seen in a movie. It's so awesome. Uh, Robert Eggers directed the heck out of this film with great attention to detail and wonderful shots that flow seamlessly. This is a heck of a movie. Number eight, 13 Lives. Uh, One of the most inspiring true stories I've seen all year. Ron Howard shows off once again just how fantastic of a director he is by capturing the absolutely horrifying situation that this movie is based off of. The diving sequences alone are some of the most intense sequences of the year without ever feeling too stylized or too Hollywood, if you will. But what I love the most about this film, aside from the direction on display, is what it shows the power of the human spirit can do and what people can accomplish when we work together towards a common goal. A powerhouse film is the best way to describe this one. Number seven, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Going from one powerhouse movie to another, uh, to say this film left me shook is a bit of an understatement. Uh, I had read the novel in high school but I'm so many years removed from reading it, I honestly forgot most of it. And when I watched this film, I was completely floored by it. Not just because of the craftsmanship put into it, but because of how this film captures the horror of war and the cost it has on those who sacrifice their lives in it. It's truly a haunting film that really challenged me in many ways that I just wasn't ready for. It got a ton of of Oscar love, and it deserves every single bit it got. Number six, The Fablemans. Can you juggle being an artist while also juggling being someone that has a family? That's the question that this film asks of its audience. It explores the questions of can art and family mix, and how does one balance the practical sides of ourselves while also being true to the artist that lives within us. It's a very unique balance, and I think this film shows that you can indeed do both. Obviously, this is a movie that is loosely autobiographical on the life of its director, Steven Spielberg, and his upbringing from a loving but complicated family, and it's a deeply personal story that is both very raw and very observant. Ultimately, ultimately, For me, this is a movie that reminds you of the power of movies. You know, how it can inspire you, it can crush you, it can move you, it can make you laugh, it can make you cry, and give you a glimpse into a life that you otherwise don't live. It's a film that reminds me why movies are important. And that's why it's on my top ten list. Number five, The Menu. I was very late to the party on this one, only having watched it just a few weeks ago on a flight. But my goodness, is this not a movie that felt like it was made with me in mind. You know, I don't want to say too much about this film, as I think its twist and its turns are best explored while watching the film. But I love this movie and the themes that it explored. To me, the menu is just one big metaphor for the critique of art, in particular, 
the entire film industry in the snobbery that we sometimes let ourselves fall into. Sometimes you just want a good old-fashioned cheeseburger and not some intellectual exercise that takes the joy out of it. This is a wonderful, biting movie that I relish with all my heart. Number four, nope. Hot take. This is my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Not only does it work as a summer blockbuster that's like a modern-day Jaws in the Sky, but it also works as a thematically rich film about spectacle and the dangers that come with seeking that and the high it brings, while also being a warning about glamorizing the past and how that can help cover up from what the past really was. It's a very insightful film that also just works so well on an entertaining level. Hats off to Jordan Peele for making this film. Alrighty, and we are in the top three. And at number three, we have Top Gun Maverick. I quoted it earlier, and there's a good reason for that. This movie is, in many ways, about the film industry itself. While movies like The Fableman tells you what's great about the movies, Top Gun Maverick shows you. It's a film that exceeds the original in every conceivable way. Emotionally, thematically, technically, the performances, the directing, the cinematography, you name it, it's just simply better. It's just one of those films that make you want to watch it repeatedly because of how well made it is on top of being one of the most entertaining movies I've ever had the pleasure of seeing. There is so much love and craft put into this film, and it shows. At number two, The Batman. If you were to tell me in 2022 that The Dark Knight would no longer be my favorite Batman film, I would be shocked. Yet, here we are. I don't say this lightly, but this is a perfect film to me. The Batman hits thematically and emotionally in a way that a Batman film just hasn't yet. Not one note is missed in this film. The direction by Matt Reeves is nothing short of perfection by injecting such attention to detail and love to each single frame that enhances both the character of Bruce Wayne Batman and the world of Gotham and the people that live in it. What sets this Batman film apart from all the others is that this is really an origin tale of Bruce Wayne, not Batman, and what it truly means to be a symbol of hope to those without it and a symbol of fear to those who oppose justice. Robert Pattinson crushed it as Batman, and I can't wait for the next chapter of this iteration of one of my favorite comic book characters ever. And finally, at number one, we have The Bubble. Just kidding, no. <laughs> number one, Avatar the way of water. Um, if you've been following me, it, this should be no shock to you that my number one film of the year is James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water. I'll keep it simple and to the point. This is simply the reason movies are made. To make you feel so strongly connected with something that you feel as if you are there with your character every step of the way. Not only emotionally, but physically. 
The theatrical experience exists to transport you. And Avatar The Way of Water is beyond a shadow of a doubt the single greatest theatrical experience I have ever had. What James Cameron has done here is nothing short of spectacular. The world building, the characters, the emotion, and the technical wizardry behind this film is awe-inspiring. James Cameron, man, he is the Michael Jordan of filmmaking. He has created a modern myth, or a pantheon if you will, on the level I haven't seen with any franchise since Star Wars. As I talk about this movie now, it sits at number four on the highest grossing films of all time. And we have three more to go in this saga, and I can't wait. The one thing that I just keep thinking about with this movie, and I know it sounds cliche, is how this movie is a movie about family. And how it's your biggest weakness, but it's also your biggest strength. And how this movie captured it, it really, really hit home with me. It's a special movie, and I adore it. And I'm so happy to have it as my favorite movie of 2022. Well, there you have it. That is my favorite movies of 2022. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I enjoyed having you. Uh, Please comment below to let me know what your personal top 10 films are. I look forward to seeing what you got. But that is it for this week's show. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, rate us, and while you're at it, give me a follow over on Instagram and TikTok at Ben Davis Movie Show. Stay up to date with all my thoughts and opinions on new movies and TV shows. I try to keep you updated. Anyways, till next time, stay classy.